Welcome to the Peru Tech Bytes podcast with Nick Damiani and John Mitchell. Our podcasts are designed to help teachers navigate the murky waters of appropriate technology use in their classrooms. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Peru Tech Bytes podcast. I'm John Mitchell, and as usual, I'm joined by Nick Damiani. How's it going, Nick? Great, John. And I see we have some special guests today with a very important topic. Yeah, so we're welcome. Uh, we're going to welcome Dr. Thomas Palmer, our superintendent of schools uh, here at Peru, and Amy Campbell, our director of curriculum and instruction. And today we're going to discuss and provide an update to the public on the current state of uh, school closure here in the Peru Central School District. Uh, so I'd like to take a moment and thank Dr. Palmer uh, and Amy for joining us. So thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, so, Dr. Palmer, uh, I know. There's a lot that has gone into the decision-making process as we've moved really through this crisis over the last month or so. Uh, could you give us some insight into, you know, really the process that we've gone through in making the decision to shut the campus down and have, you know, students and staff at home? Well, as we know, the, cor- the coronavirus came in and was down in Westchester, and then it came up towards Saratoga, and there was an, uh, two individuals that had it in Saratoga. So being proactive with the leadership team here at Peru, uh, we started to make sure that our teachers were prepared if something was going to come down as what has occurred. So we, uh, at that time, talked to teachers about how they felt comfortable about technology and making sure that we were filling any gaps to to make sure everybody felt comfortable as far as delivery of instruction if we were going to have to go in that direction. Uh, This process accelerated itself this past weekend where we met collectively Uh, the 16 superintendents in the North Country, both from Clinton and Essex County, and had discussions with health departments and and, and, uh, one of the doctors that works at CDBHP. And at the end of the meeting, we came to a consensus to be proactive and to uh, talk with the health department, and they uh, they claimed a state of emergency, and then the districts acted accordingly that we end up putting ourselves uh, into a school closure until... April 19th, and at that time, we're going to reevaluate where we are as far as the coronavirus. Uh, But still, we have an obligation to to make sure that we educate children. So as we closed officially yesterday, and our teachers are in today to to get the last, uh, to collect what they need to do in order to provide instruction from remote opportunities, uh, we're working very hard to make sure that we're going to be able to provide the instruction we need for our students to be able to maintain during this period. Yeah, I think that uh, probably goes along with you know some of the struggles and like the easy parts of making the decision and the hard part of making the decisions. Uh, so there's been a lot of thought that has gone into the plan as to how we're going to continue instruction here in Peru. Uh, and I think Amy can give us uh, some guidelines on really how we're going to approach it for our students. Um, yes, so we had been working on this prior to the decision to close and really trying to figure out what was the best way to um, support parents who are going to have to support their children through this process. And so um, in the grades pre-K through two, the teachers started working on um, physical materials, uh, outlines, packets that they could send home. And so those are being finalized today, and then those will be delivered to homes uh, starting tomorrow. And then in grades three through five, those packets went home last week uh, with those students. And we also have uh, digital resources for parents in both pre-K through five. 
uh, where they can go to a website and get information. And so that information is being shared with parents through email and our websites and other um, avenues that we typically use. And then in um, 6 through 12, we are fortunate that the Board of Education had um, kind of taken a, a stand and, and purchased the rest of the devices we needed to sort of fast track our digital one-to-one. So we've been one-to-one at those grade levels for um, several weeks now. And so they are using um, the online tools that the students have been using in classrooms now remotely. In addition, uh, teachers today have been working on just making sure that any student who reported they did not have quality internet access has paper versions of what students have online. So um, it, we've really been trying to do the best we can. It's new for all of us, and I think there's definitely going to be things that we've missed or things that we didn't consider. So I would encourage parents to feel free to reach out to teachers, um, to building principals. Let us know if there's something that uh, they didn't receive and uh, or that they need, and we will work to get that to them. Excellent. Um, on top of the instructional support that we're trying to provide students and staff during this time, there's also additional things that the district uh, is trying to do for families to provide a level of support. Um, so what are we looking at trying to do for families outside of the instructional piece during this time? Well, as Ms. Campbell said, uh, um, you know, if you heard from the educational piece that we're it's a learning curve. And also from the other support side also, we're making sure today as phone calls are going out through our K-5 and our uh, middle and high school also send a robocall out, an opportunity for parents to sign their kids up for the free and reduced lunch program. Um, or actually, it's a, summer, it's a summer school lunch program that every child can be provided uh, breakfast and lunch. Anyone who lives in the district has children under the age of 18 can get a meal. So if they didn't receive that call or if they um, want to make sure they're getting enough meals for their household, they just need to let um, their building principal give a call to the office there and they'll take the information. And what a, what a great resource, uh, something that we could provide. I know that was a common question. Uh, leading up to this weekend was, you know, how are we going to provide families with that that lunch and meal support? And uh, this is just a great way for us to get it done. And so you will still continue to see yellow school buses on the road because that is the mode of operation that we're going to have. Um, exciting. I'll be out there also as one of the individuals actually delivering the food with the bus driver. So we have a bunch of people having that opportunity. Uh, we want to make sure our kids are still provide nutrition even when they're not in the, the four walls of, of the school. Excellent. Um, so is there any, like, really other additional information we want to get out to the public? I know we're going to be utilizing uh, our website and Facebook to provide update, up-to-date information uh, to all of our families. Uh, is there anything else, you know, that we want to be able to get out there uh, to our community in regards to this? I would say that, um, yes, we've, we've closed the school for students and our teaching staff, but there are still people here working in the offices um, in each building. So if they need something, if they have questions, feel you know, please call us. If there's something we can do as an educational system or even just as a community resource, and if we don't know the answers, we'll find them. Uh, so I think that's really important. Um, I think the other thing is making sure that, um, you know, just give us feedback as this process goes on and, and let us know how we're doing and where we could could do a little bit better. Uh, 
hopefully this is the last time we ever do this, but <laughs> um, definitely going forward, uh, this could give us a, some great information. And if they're not receiving the communication, so if you're listening to this podcast and you um, found it on Twitter or Facebook and you're thinking, what are they talking about? I never get phone calls. I never get emails. You Please call your building office and update your contact information because sometimes we have, um, you know, we forget our phone changes. We got rid of an email because it was compromised or something, and then we don't notify the school. So this is a good time that if you're not getting messages, that you should be getting a lot of information from us right now. So if you're not getting anything, we probably don't have the right numbers. And the last thing, just from my office, that we'll send out a weekly report on what the current status is, the best of our ability, just to keep it up to date for the community. Again, if you're not getting it, as Mrs. Campbell said, please please contact us. Um, communication is critical, and accurate communication with what the information is is vital because we don't want people running around with the wrong information. Right. Excellent. Uh, well, I'd like to just take a moment and say thank you to both of you again for joining us. Uh, I think this is a great avenue that we can utilize to get some information out to the community. So we, uh, John and I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Very helpful. Thank you so much. And John and Nick, we can't appreciate more than what you guys have been doing the entire time, trying to, trying to get our message out. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You've been listening to the Peru Tech Bytes podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, be sure to share with colleagues and friends and follow us on Twitter at ndamiani PCSD and jmitchellpcsd. Thanks again for listening. And remember, tech doesn't bite.